These are what I run my intrusive thoughts through. So I can start reality checking and showing myself how some of these intrusive thoughts are creating a felt sense in my body. So the intrusive thought of it's not going to work out and you've peaked and everything is going to fall apart. How I feel when I believe that thought is I feel defeated, stuck, scared, overwhelmed. So who would I be or how would I feel if I didn't believe that thought? Hey babes, welcome to Codependency Alchemy, the podcast where I bring my personal journey of healing codependency and the mother wound with you here to witness me in the process because full transparency, this healing journey is messy and I think that a lot of times we can forget about the messiness of this process and as someone who is actively working towards healing codependency in my life, I thought it would be so supportive and helpful not only for me to continue to be on this journey and show you all the nuance of what it means to really heal from codependency in our life and in our relationships. Because something that came up for me this week so strongly was this notion of thinking that I need to reach this destination and the detriment of that belief or that thought on my life and how I'm showing up in it. So I want to tell you a story that came up for me this last week. And honestly, this last week was a really dark week for me. I had a lot of intrusive thoughts come in. I felt that depressive state that I've been in many times in my life. And I would be lying if I didn't say it was extremely overwhelming. Like it was not the way that I would have liked to end my 2023. But now I guess that I'm on the other side of it slightly. I can see the gifts in having such a dark cloud over me so I could really see some of my patterns, so I could really see some ways that I was interacting in my life that are actually not aligned for me anymore. So I I guess I take that back. Even though it was uncomfortable to go through for that last week of the year, it is definitely supporting me and catapulting me into ways of being that are actually more aligned and really just checking myself in how I was relating to my life, the work that I do, the relationships that I have, and how it wasn't aligned to how I desire to feel. And so I want to tell you guys this story because I was on a walk with Justin and we were talking about something that my dad had messaged me. My family and I are in this little like biggest loser-ish competition as couples. So it's Justin and I and against my mom and my dad, against my sister and her husband. And this came about two months ago, the beginning of November, where we decided we were going to do this challenge. And this challenge was really meant to one, support us all in just being more intentional with what we eat, setting some goals for moving our bodies and exercising, but with our partners because, you know, hey, we've got codependency in our family, right? So if one person says, hey, let's go get McDonald's, the other person's usually like, let's do it, (laughs) like just co-signing on each other's like toxic traits. So we're like, okay, if we're teams, then, you know, as a team, if Justin and I want to win and Justin says, hey, let's go get McDonald's, like, hopefully this will bring some, like, responsibility, but also some fun 
to making better choices. So my dad is extremely competitive and I mean, I know this about him, so I don't know why I didn't think like, and I get competitive when it comes to him. So it's been kind of interesting to watch us be in this like competitive challenge against one another. And so yeah, that's some background on what it is that we're doing. But my dad sent me this message saying, you know, I want to get to my goal weight before our next weigh-in or our final weigh-in because we've been doing it on like month increments. And I was like, that's awesome. What's your, like, what does that look like for you? And it was like 12 pounds or something like that. And it would mean that he would have to lose a pound a day, which is not healthy and not the point of this like challenge like the the point of this challenge is to like just stay motivated and do something fun and playful and like have all of us be involved in it and share what we're learning not lose an obscene amount of weight in a short period of time like that's just not sustainable right and so I'm talking to Justin about this message and I'm like my dad can just be so competitive like once he has his eye on the prize like he'll do anything to like get to that destination and I was like whoa I totally do this too like once I have this idea or thought of what that destination point is any moment I spend not there is just like agonizing like I'm I'm judging myself I'm comparing myself I'm in these spirals or these loops saying that what I'm doing isn't good enough or that it's wrong or that it's bad. Like it gets, it's just so fucking messy, the thoughts that come in and realizing how much that takes me out of presence in my life and how that is literally the thief of my joy is holding some specific goal as this destination point in my in my mind and not allowing myself to be happy in in the process of of getting to said destination so my dad and his message was really a mirror for me to see how i am not allowing myself to enjoy the journey and the process of my life the unfolding of my life, the living of my life, the excitement and joy that is happening in my life, but I'm not allowing myself to really experience it because it isn't checking some box that I have in my head around where I think I should be. So the question I ask myself is, who would I be? How would I live? How would I feel if today and where I was at today and what I'm doing today was exactly what I was meant to do and I'm exactly where I'm meant to be? How much pleasure would I get to experience if I knew that I was exactly where I was meant to be today? Because what I was noticing was I was getting myself into this rigid way of working which is not the vibe. The point of me doing this podcast, the point of me having the community that I'm building on Substack is so that I can connect with people. It is so that others can feel seen and heard in their experience. It's so that we don't feel so alone in our process. But what I was doing with the way that I was rigidly showing up in the way that I was creating and the way that I was posting and the way that I was relating to my business was literally perpetuating those feelings of feeling alone in it. And that's really not the point. Like the point is I want to be creative. I want to share my life with you guys. Like this is my diary. You know what I mean? 
And it was becoming less of that and more of like, there's this deadline and this needs to be done by this time and this needs to be posted by this time. Like there was that destination energy behind what I was creating. And so that week off really helped me take a step back and see like, okay, what feels supportive in creating a structure? Because I think structure can be really helpful. Then what is clogging up my flow by having too much of a rigid structure set in place? And this is the dance that we find ourselves in when we're healing from nervous systems that normalize chaos and has this deep-seated need for control. And it seeps into all these areas of our lives, into our work, and into our relationships. It is continuously a process of allowing myself and my nervous system to feel safe in peace and ease and flow. And sometimes that's more uncomfortable than other times. Like I said earlier, I brought a lot of curiosity into my day-to-day while I was in this dark place last week. And so one of the questions that I asked myself was, what happened right before this? What happened right before I went into this spiral and this dark night of the soul period of time? And what had happened was I shared a post about leaving the coaching industry. I shared with my community how I'm stepping into building a space on Substack, and that's what I'm pouring my time and energy into, collaboration and community, which are my words for 2024. And so, of course, I'm going to go through this period of darkness because I'm leaving what I know and stepping into something less known. And when we're stepping into the unknown, when we're stepping into the void, everything in us is going to scratch and claw and try to get some semblance of control. The coaching industry, I know. I know well. I've been in it. I've walked with hundreds of women in their process of healing codependency, not only in their relationships, but in their businesses. And it's been a huge gift in my life. I know that if I wanted to keep doing that, I would do well and it would be successful. I trust that. I know that. It is quite frankly a comfort zone for me now because I know it. I know it in and out. And when I think about my life five years from now, when I think about how I want to be living, when I think about the connections and relationships that I want to have and the impact that I want to make in the world, I know that leaning into a different way of showing up is most aligned for me. However, that isn't something that I've created comfort in yet. It's something that I don't know how it's going to turn out. It's something that feels very scary because I don't have anything to compare it to. I don't have evidence to show that it will work. I don't have evidence to prove that I will be okay, that it will be something that, you know, quote unquote works. And so, of course, everything in me is going to shut down. Everything in me is going to say, no, 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 do not go into that room. We don't know if there's scary monsters in it. We don't know if there's like something that's going to come out and kill us. Like it's literally this fight, flight, freeze of my nervous system that is trying to pull me back into what is comfortable because it's trying to keep me safe. And so when we can see our nervous systems and the intrusive thoughts that come in as these parts of us that are really just trying to protect us from getting hurt, protect us from disappointment, 
protect us from feeling intense discomfort, whether that's through embarrassment or what what have you. When we can see our nervous systems and our bodies and our thoughts as these protectors, as opposed to these things that are working against us, for me, that softens the way that I show up in their presence. For me, that brings a little bit more compassion to the thoughts. And there were a lot of intrusive thoughts this week. And in the past, I would numb in a way that made me void of feeling. And that was my defense mechanism. Even though I noticed myself doing that here and there this last week, there was an even bigger part of me that showed up that saw the part of me that was numbing. You know, I was I was much more in this observer role where I was observing myself flailing, observing myself numbing, observing myself coming in and bringing compassion and holding compassion and curiosity, the part of me that was asking questions. So I was watching like... <laughs> I was watching this whole play basically play out in my life and it's all very interesting when we see the healing journey as these like plays, these little snippets of plays that are really just showing us our parts and instead of over identifying with one part, we can see how we are all of them and how they all play a very important role in our evolution and in our unfolding. Because the intrusive thoughts helped me see the patterns and the tendencies that I have that don't serve me or aren't aligned anymore. And then the parts of me that were curious came in and showed me the wisdom within those. They're showing me the parts of me that are scared. They're showing me the parts of me that don't feel safe. And because I can see those, now I can hold space for that. I can hold space for the part of me that's afraid. I can hold space for the part of me that feels like everything is falling apart. Healing is not reaching this point or this destination where you don't feel triggered or activated anymore. It isn't this destination where you don't feel fear or you don't feel scared or you don't feel discomfort or you don't feel uncomfortable emotions. Healing is how you hold yourself when those intrusive thoughts come in, when the fears come in, when the doubts come in. That is the healing journey. That is what our souls are here to experience every day. And I'm learning that more and more. It's like today I'm just learning how to feel and how can I hold myself through whatever it is that I'm feeling instead of holding myself against some version of me that is like, healed and perfect and doesn't experience any discomfort at all. Sometimes I go there where I'm like, no, I should just not feel any uncomfortable feelings, period. But the truth is that the uncomfortable feelings bring me into deeper communion with myself. They hold the wisdom. They hold the unconditional love that I'm meant to feel and experience in this lifetime. And so I want to share with you three curious questions that you can ask yourself when you're spiraling or when you're experiencing discomfort in your life or in your relationships. The first question is, what is this here to show me about me? What is this experience here to show me? What happens when we ask, what is this experience here to show me instead of why is this happening to me? is we get out of this victim mindset or this victim consciousness that thinks that bad things happen to me. When we say, what is this here to show me? We open ourselves and our minds up 
to the possibilities of the wisdom and the teachings that are actually within the experience. When we ask, why is this happening to me? Why does this always happen to me? Why am I always in this situation? There's usually somebody else involved or something else involved that we are then a victim to. Then we get to point the finger and blame, which for me in my experience only brings more separation and it leaves me feeling more alone. It leaves me feeling more isolated. It leaves me feeling extremely disempowered. And so just notice how things shift when the question isn't, why is this happening to me? Or why do I always find myself in this situation? And instead, what is this here to show me about me holds this energy of empowerment. It holds this curiosity. It holds this opening where you can then now receive the wisdom within the experience, whether it's, you know, the message my dad sent me, you know, and then I saw the, this pattern of mine, you know, I was open and I was asking questions and I was willing to receive the wisdom and the experience that I was having. The second question that you can ask yourself when you're in this discomfort or this dark night of the soul is what characteristic or trait am I being invited to anchor more deeply into? This question was inspired by an interview that I saw on Oprah's Super Soul Conversations with Michael Beckwith Bernard. And I think he phrases it differently, but I've done this multiple times in my life where I've felt depressed or I've felt what I call the the in-between, in-between the person who you've been and the person who you're becoming and that like dark space. You're in the chrysalis, right? You're transforming. It's dark. It's bloody. It's messy. It's uncomfortable as fuck. So when I'm in that in-between, I ask myself, what is the characteristic or trait that I'm being invited to anchor more deeply into that that person who I'm becoming needs to master for me to really be embodied in that new way of being? And this past week and the experiences that I was going through, the word that came up for me was acceptance. Acceptance of who I am today in this moment. Acceptance of the circumstances in which I find myself in this moment. And I do not think that I have mastered it, but it is now my anchor or my tool for when I'm moving through challenging thoughts or intrusive thoughts. I ask myself, Where is this inviting me to bring more acceptance into my life? What am I meant to accept more deeply here? And so having that word of that characteristic or trait can be so supportive because everything gets to kind of be moved through this filter of whatever that word is for you. In the past for me, it's been courage. How am I meant to be more courageous in this moment? Now it's acceptance. How am I meant to be more accepting in this moment? And I just, I love that tool. I love being able to have something to continuously come back to. And then the third question that you can lean into while you're moving through challenging moments in your life is to ask yourself, who would I be or how would I feel if I didn't believe the thought? And these are what I run my intrusive thoughts through. So I can start reality checking and showing myself how some of these intrusive thoughts are creating a felt sense in my body. So the intrusive thought of, you know, it's not, it's not going to work out and you've peaked and, you know, everything is going to fall apart. How I feel when I believe that thought is I feel defeated. I feel stuck. I feel scared. I feel overwhelmed. So 
Who would I be or how would I feel if I didn't believe that thought? Can I turn it around where it's like empowering thoughts that say everything is working out and this is just the beginning and more is yet to come. Like I feel inspired. I feel excited. I feel trusting. And so that those questions can really help me see how my thoughts are creating my emotional body's discomfort and what thoughts can be more empowering and remembering that I am the creator of those. So if I don't want to feel disempowered, then what thought do I get to think and what belief do I get to put energy behind that's going to support me and how I desire to feel? So I hope those three curious questions that I continue to lean into when I'm feeling discomfort in my life are supportive for you and navigating anything that you're feeling discomfort around in your life. And so what I was trying to say in a very long, drawn-out way, but hopefully the point got across, is that we'll use these tools again and again. That it's not about never feeling discomfort again. It's not about never feeling burdened by your circumstances. It's what you do and how you hold yourself when you're activated, what you do and how you hold yourself when your nervous system gets dysregulated or when you're experiencing burnout or when you're feeling isolated or alone. It's how do we hold ourselves through it? And this podcast is just meant to continue to give you tools and ideas and frameworks and analogies to remember in those activating moments, in those trying times. Because the way my codependency flared up this last week was grasping for things outside of me. And that's what we do. We think that something outside of us is going to provide us with some semblance of peace or safety when we are really the providers of that. And in my experience, these questions really helped me bring this ease and solace to my life and to my body rather than making Justin responsible for it or my clients responsible for it or or things outside of me responsible for it. Because like I've shared in previous podcast episodes around your vessel, if I do get that from Justin or my family or my clients, it'll feel good for a moment, but then it will be fleeting. If you haven't listened to that podcast episode, I'll link it in the show notes below. It was a good, a good explanation of what codependency is like. And so even though I might find myself in moments where I grasp for that validation or that praise or that love from someone out or something outside of me, it's that many times that I also get to remember that I get to provide that for myself. And these questions really help me in illuminating and meeting those parts of myself more deeply. Speaking of deep... That is another thing that came up so big for me this week as I was like, okay, what happened right before this? Okay, I said I'm going to do this thing that I don't know if it's going to work out because I've never done it before. And that thing is growing community on Substack. We're going to have monthly meetups. We're going to have AMAs where you can ask me anything all day in a chat. There's just so much that I'm inspired to bring to that space and it requires me to go deep. So I'm noticing how, you know, this year my, or I guess now technically last year, 2023, my goals were to be in service and reach the masses. And I've certainly done that. But now it's like, instead of casting my net and, you know, 
reaching more people. It's like, now how can I bring depth to the relationships and connections that I have in my world right now? Because there's so many of you, you know, we've grown our community to over like 350,000 people across all my platforms and we're growing, we're still growing. But now it's like, can I actually create this safe space on Substack. I've struggled with finding a platform and Substack really feels like it meets all of the things. So I'm excited for the possibility and the potential there. But that requires me to like dig my feet in, to like really plant myself so that you guys feel safe to come in and leave comments and share about your experiences and leave your responses to the shadow work prompts every week. Like that's going to require me continuing to show up and lean into that space so that you feel comfortable to take your shoes off and pull up on the couch next to me and share your experience as well because I really want this to be a two-way relationship where I get to see you and you get to see me and for us to both feel supported and held because I want Substack to be the space that you go to when you're feeling uninspired. I want it to be the space that you go to when you just need to feel heard or seen in your experience or celebrated. I want Substack to be the place that you go that holds a library of masterclasses when you're like, oh my gosh, my people pleasing is through the roof. Like, let me go watch the masterclass on people pleasing and look at the journal prompts. I'm really building and laying it out in a way that is evergreen for you so that you can see what stands out or what resonates with you, what you're needing to maybe read about based on the name of the posts and you can constantly go back like oh there was that shadow work prompt under fixer and saviorism that really helped me like let me go visit that again I want it to be this like library and archive of resources that you can continue to lean into and also like real life connecting meeting on zoom every month doing our AMA chats I want it to also have this real-time element where we are connecting So that kind of gives you my intention. It's to really lean into that space. My goal is to have 111 paid subscribers. You becoming a paid subscriber helps me continue to show up in this way and give accessible content and support you through our masterclasses, guided meditations, and exclusive newsletters. So that is our goal. If you are listening to this podcast and it's been supportive for you, if you want to contribute and be a part of that 111 subscribers, the link to join our Substack is below. It's $9 a month. If it feels aligned, I'll leave the link to sign up below. Let me know in the comments if you're watching this on YouTube, what stood out for you. If you asked yourself any of those questions, what came up for you, what was illuminated, how did it support you in your process? And if you haven't already, You can rate, like, share the podcast with anyone that you also feel would benefit from these conversations. Make sure to tag me if you share podcast episodes on Instagram so I can reshare them. And I'll see you next week. Have a beautiful day. Bye, babes.